0: And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to FedIt. I'm here with Angelica, okay, your guys' favorite Venezuelan that can't speak English. And uh, we're going to be covering the Grant <laughs> Amato case. <laughs> Let's get into it, guys. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what FedEx covers Dr. Lafredo confirmed lacerations due to stepping on glass murder investigation. reaching in his jacket you don't know and he's positioning been on february 13 2019 you're facing two counts of two murder. racketeering so and rico conspiracy young, young slime life here and after referred to as ysl the defendant is uh, six nine and then this is billy seiko right here now when they first started guys six nine ran so i'm a fed, i'm watching this music video you know, I'm bobbing my head like, hey, this shit lit. But at the same time, I'm pausing. Oh, wait, who this? Right? Well, who's that in the back? Firearms Army and violent crime. A.K.A. Blue violated. You're to stay away from the victim. Trapper, too, tries the after shooting at King of club, oh one this person. Is the, this is the one that, that's going to fuck him up because this gun is not tracing. Him. Well, it happened at the gun range. Here's your boy, 42 Doug, right here on the left. Okay. Sex trafficking and sex crimes. They can effectively link him to paying an underage girl. I'm gonna my fifty right, right. And well, the first bomb the, the, went off right here. Suspect two set down a backpack the site of the second explosion. Inspired by Al-Qaeda. Two terrorists, the brothers, the Zokar, Sarnev, and Tamarland Sarnev. When the cartel ship drugs into the country. As this guy got arrested for um espionage, okay, trading secrets. With the Russians for monetary compensation. The largest corrupt police bust in New Orleans history. The days of the police are gone. gone. So he was in this bad boy. We're gonna go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. all right we are back what's up guys welcome to fed man you guys could be anywhere else in the world but you're here with us so thank you for being here man um today we're going to be covering the grant Amato case you guys have been requesting this one for a while uh this is the guy that basically slaughtered his family because of webcam girl and you guys are going to go ahead and get the full story and reaction on that one but before i get into that you guys asked me to bring her back so she's here in the house go ahead introduce yourself to the people tell them who you are etc uh
1: it's angelica again angie for you and i'll be co-hosting myron today as well and helping with the case so i i want to say something by the way um if you guys like hear me laughing in the back it's because i'm reading your chats They're, you are, you guys are hilarious like really seriously <laughs> so
0: do you have anything else where you want to drop your ig for the people or whatever
1: uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh my ID my Instagram it's at so Angelica with Angelica yeah with G um with two A's at the end. Can I can I post it here? Like can I try type it or Uh no?
0: yeah yeah you can type it yeah okay. yeah sure. I'm gonna type um, it right here. Yeah so yeah guys she she helps me out with uh with the fetus stuff. Um she actually did quite a bit of research on this case as well. She got like a whole notebook. Yeah. You want to show them real quick? Where's your notebook?
1: Yeah this Hold is on. my notebook. I have three whole pages of Hamadu. <laughs>
0: Yeah. they they were like uh oh yo this is better than the other girls. they will be there'll be bimbos. They don't add anything to the what's show. A blah, 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 blah.
1: I don't know what's a bimbo. You don't
0: know what a bimbo no. is? No. Uh that's what you are. Anyway. Uh <laughs> all right. No, nah, you ain't a bimbo. Quack, quack. Not, not all the way, but you know, somewhat. But either way, uh yeah, but no, real all t- all jokes aside, she works really hard behind the scenes. She helps me out. She researches the cases. Um, she actually is the one that told me about this case. And then I went back yeah. and looked at some of the chats and a lot of you guys were like Yo, uh, do the grand model case, do the grand model case. And I didn't know who it was, and then when I actually looked into it, I was like, Holy, this guy's the biggest simp I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys, this 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 episode is gonna teach y'all why being a simp can have dire consequences. But uh, yeah, we're gonna. I got a uh, documentary that we're gonna react to here and uh, stop, and you know, give you guys some breakdowns or whatever. I hit some of these chats real fast. We got uh, Nick Crowell goes. What music would you recommend for some someone getting into EDM? That doesn't make sense. Music is the EDM is music. I'm confused. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. And then we got. I was
1: going to ask what's EDM.
0: Oh, uh, electronic dance music. Uh, And then we got uh, Michael Mishrauk. One dollar. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate that. You guys don't have to donate a dollar to the show. The only thing I ask. Oh, so uh, three Diggles, super sticker. Fifty bucks. I appreciate that so much, man. (laughs) You guys don't have to donate a dollar to the stream. man. the only thing I ask, guys, is uh, like the video, right? Subscribe to the channel and uh, yeah, share it with a friend. Hey, Mara, I just want to say thank you for all your hard work uh, to put out these amazing breakdowns. Keep up the great work. Yeah, man, I, I noticed that a lot of you guys like this true crime stuff and I figured, you know what? I have experience in it. You guys enjoy it. It's a pretty good genre and uh, gives you guys a little bit of a break from the monotony of me debating annoying ass girls all day. <laughs> um, Kenneth uh, in, in in Yama goes best concert creator out here. Love the work, man. I appreciate that, my friend. I try to be diversified for y'all. Um so, Angie, anything you want to say before we get into this thing?
1: No, this case is just great. Yeah. It's crazy, though. So you guys be advised.
0: Yeah. So shout out to her because she's actually the one that texted me this, this and saying, I think your people would really like this. So shout out to her. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a Don DeMarco. <laughs> I will, Don DeMarco. She's the one that actually said, um, I think your audience would really enjoy this uh, this this guy because he's a, he's a simp and it also covers true crime stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I
1: love true crimes. You haven't mentioned your book, by the way
0: oh yes why women deserve less which is actually a big part of the reason we're a little late here um angie didn't hook uh connect the headphones properly and we were trying to figure that out the whole time and then when i connected it it worked
1: it's just i can hear that well because i have i'm wearing my book hat tonight
0: okay yeah
1: it anyway. has the flavor
0: yeah why women deserve less book coming very soon on valentine's day and she's a part of the reason but anyway guys <laughs> without further ado we got a uh oh and then z with all due respect to angelica we gotta have some masculine burnt chocolate 304s in honor of Black History Month. <laughs> now I'm good, bro. You can have all the chocolate you want. I don't want any. Late night entertainment, good timing. All right. And then Yankee 2L, two, two bucks. And then uh, Tyrone H, when will you do a gift slash package opening for F and F? Uh I, I guess maybe in the future. <laughs> don't follow and Stay strong, brother. Thank you my for the fire cats of hell entertaining. <laughs> Whatever you do uh well she's not a webcam girl so never mind but yeah guys don't 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 ever go ahead and uh be a uh you know after this episode you're you don't donate money to a webcam girl ever again. Darren Sanier North Does Hollywood.
1: Does only counts? What was that? Does only count? counts like Yeah, I, I would say only fans
0: is like the next iteration, yeah. Um and then North Hollywood shootout hella crazy they had body armor and rob a bank in Los Angeles the reason a lot of police carry assault rifle. You know what dude um Angie, did you hear about that case? No, that shootout. It's no. actually very interesting. When one. was this? Back in the late 90s in uh in L.A., they robbed the bank and they got in like a full-on shootout with the police. It was either Los Angeles or Las Vegas, I forget where, but it was it was a while ago, well, but it was crazy. He... It's like the reason why police nowadays have AR-15s and stuff like that. It's actually one of those like cases that like changed police precedent.
1: The 80s, you said?
0: Not late 90s. 90s. I think like 97. Oh, okay. I might cover that for y'all because I did the Miami shootout for you guys. You guys asked me for that one. And that case shootout, you guys should watch it. It's in the documentary breakdowns. That is the reason why um, police nowadays carry semi-automatic pistols versus revolvers um, because they were, you know, a bunch of FBI agents got killed um, during a shootout here in Miami back in 1986, I want to say. So anyway, wow. but without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and react to uh, this documentary here. And this is from This is Monsters, right? Show them some love, subscribe, like the video, right? And we're going to go ahead and react to this thing, Uh, episode three, or well, season three, episode eight, Grant Amato, okay? Uh, Let me enlarge this for y'all. And then Salamaki, shout out uh, from Australia, brother, keep doing the work you do. Thank you. Appreciate that, my friend. All right, so we're going to get right into this thing. Uh, Angie, anything before we get into it? No. Okay. Not really. All right, cool. Let's do it.
2: Grant Amato had been struggling to get his life back on track after a pretty rough year when his family
0: With that hair, that's definitely a rough year. (laughs) Holy guys, that would be me right now if if uh, (laughs) that would be me right now if it weren't for you know the hair transplant. Which by the way, just so y'all know, I'm streaming live on uh, Twitch, right, and YouTube, guys, because you never know. Hopefully, they don't stop the stream in the middle because I'm reacting to a video. Y'all know how sometimes the copyright crap goes. So uh, let's keep going.
2: Members began working to cut him off from the love of his life. He chose to do whatever it took to spend more time
0: with her this is monsters somebody said he got the uncle phil
2: (laughs) (laughs) grant amato was one of three sons of chad and margaret amato
0: he looks like a chad you see that (laughs) yeah
2: when the parents met
0: mustache
1: the mustache
2: Margaret already had a three-year-old son named Jason, and after the couple married, Chad adopted Jason and he officially became an amato. Jason said during his testimony that he didn't remember a life without Chad being his father. He said that he was a very stern, very particular person. Everything was in its place, straight and tucked in. If he was going to have a serious discussion with someone, he would make a list in one color, then make notes with another color while talking to the person. Jason says that his father could get overly angry, but he had never seen him be physically abusive to anyone in the house.
0: All right, make a note of that, guys, that the father is a very organized and structured guy. Okay, this was, is gonna come he was back.
1: Very as well. Yeah,
0: he's fairly strict as well. So um you, you guys are gonna see that this is gonna play a role later on chad was a pharmacist who worked in a
2: conventional pharmacy role before he started working for a call center where people such as doctors or other pharmacists would call in to get pharmacy instructions chad was described as being very focused on the future and what he worked for and he was stressed about the cost of a second home they owned in tennessee Chad had
0: so just off rip right now you guys can tell that uh you know these guys are probably upper middle class he's a pharmacist and then he went on to being like kind of a consultant at a call center for pharmacy. So he's probably earning somewhere between, you know, uh, high 80s to 130, 140,000 dollars per year. I would, I would, you know, that's typically what a pharmacist makes. So I'm assuming he's probably in that range somewhere. Um, and he has a family. And he's also in Florida, which Florida guys, um, there's no state income tax here. So that money would go a lot further than let's say a New York City or a San Francisco or a California, or whatever it may be. So we have an idea of where they are from a socioeconomic standpoint. And Dr. B84 in the house, says probably not over 120K really. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Dr. B is a doctor, so I'll take his uh, his take for it. But yeah, we're probably between 80 to 120,000. Purchased a house with at least four. Which is going to be very important, and you guys are going to see here, because finances plays a role in this case significantly. There is a
1: lot of math in this case.
2: Yes. Four acres in the mountains, about an hour away from Gatlinburg, to move to when he and Margaret retired. Apparently, they were having a problem with feral hogs destroying the property and Chad was spending a lot more time and money maintaining the house than he wanted to. Margaret was the supervisor for a transcription company. She'd started off as a medical transcriptionist and worked her way up the ladder until she got to management. She worked from home in her own small office on the main floor of the house a few years after getting married chad and margaret had a son together cody and then had grant a few years later jason said that in 1989 his parents bought a piece of land off fort christmas road in Shulota, florida and chad designed and built their family home
0: all right so you know that that's going to be pretty expensive and actually let me go ahead and i'm going to open another tab for you guys here on the side but let's keep going on with the with the documentary
2: Each boy got their own bedroom, and they had a game room and almost three acres for the boys to play on. For Margaret, there was a nearby stable that she used to board a former racehorse that she would eventually rescue named Lady. In around 2009, a hungry mare would wander into their property, and eventually she was able to save the horse and begin rehabilitating it. The owner of the stable said that Margaret worked tirelessly to get Lady back into riding condition even after lady died margaret would regularly ride her bike down to the stable to visit with friends and brush the horses grant described how he and cody became good friends
3: uh me and cody had the quintessential rough like fighting each other and whatnot when
0: we were the younger love, the love hate right? typical siblings but then all right here's the home right here guys uh it's uh 212 Um, let's see here. Uh, two, one, one, two, Sultan circle, Chaluta, Florida, uh, estimated home value about 563,000, uh, four bedroom, three and a half bath, 3,169 square feet, 2.91 acre lot, single family home. Uh, pretty nice home, man. Um, and pretty, pretty expensive as well, but pretty big is is pretty big. So, um, but that is a property. I don't think, I think, I don't know if it's in the market or not. It looks like it might be. Let me, let me look here, but, uh, let's keep going here. But that, just so y'all know, kind of have an idea of of the home.
3: I would say, like, my junior year of high school, we were all on the weightlifting team together. Uh, that's where I got to know a lot of, like, his guy friends. Um, and, you know, we just – we stopped, like, arguing at that point. And then we all – you know, we decided to go to –
0: Okay, so Zillow has it at worth 725000 See, this is a different – this is why you got to get an appraiser out there sometimes – this is that property right here. They're putting it at 725000 It probably has a little bit of notoriety, which is why they can sell it more. Oh, this is a crazy. This is the house from you know the Amado murder. Um, and it was sold on May oh, 4th, people, some 2021. Some people have, I think,
1: for those things. So you know, like- it's
0: actually um, owned at this point. So it's not in the market. What are you saying, Angie?
1: that people some people have that thing for to buy like yes for buying, like, houses
3: Jeffrey like
0: Dahmer's house that yeah. that went on the market as well and people were Airbnb they were Airbnb in it for a while and people actually wanted to stay there so no that's definitely a thing
3: nursing school together we decided to go to the the nursing and senior school together mm-hmm. um I mean we did everything together I mean we, we was the were better student he was the better student and in... Everything up through nursing school, and then I was actually the better student in nurse anesthesia school. But uh, there was like a again, kind of like
0: I was the better student. Okay, we're gonna see about that here in a second. Are you guys?
4: Sorry, are are you guys at the same time in the same classes? Yeah. So you're... But the not, not, not for or, nursing school, not for nursing school. No, no, I mean for the, the anesthesiologist. Yeah, we sat right next to each other. So you're in there doing things together, so you got somebody to study with. Yeah. You got somebody to work with, to bounce things off of and work yeah.
0: with. Yeah, and we would do that all the time. And you guys can see here, this is a police interrogation video. And the reason why they're talking about, you know, making small talk like this is because when police interview suspects, it's very important for them to build rapport with the individual before they start asking them uncomfortable um, and incriminating questions. You want to build some level of rapport and be able to kind of get a baseline of what they sound like and how they speak when they're comfortable, okay? So um, that's why it's very important to kind of build a rapport in the beginning, shoot the shit, talk about sports, talk about random things. I've told you guys before in my interviews, right, when I would have a suspect in front of me, sometimes I might, you know, talk with them about random stuff, their favorite food, their family, mm-hmm. sports, um, their hobbies, video games even sometimes. I'll talk like that about those, you know, random things for like an hour then i'll get into oh yeah i forgot man yeah so listen here you're here because we caught you with 20 kilos of coke let's go into that real fast i forgot blah 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 and i'll kind of downplay it and then go into it so um in this situation it's no different
3: we're burning the midnight oil but you were better at it yeah uh and that was the one time that he actually admitted that i was uh didactically more competent than him in that field um and then he was better he was Okay. <laughs> he 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 broke a number of school records. Uh I think he was like the 129 weight class, I was the 119 weight class. But uh he was he was definitely stronger mm-hmm. in uh in high school. And then um but yeah, uh we were close. I mean, I mean like bonded, you know.
2: So a normal brotherly relationship up until high school where they became extremely close. Jason was a few years older and was out of the house by the time Grant and Cody were finishing high school. The brothers had plans to both become nurses and then go to nurse anesthetist school together. After that, they were going to buy matching BMWs and then their parents' house when they retired and moved to their retirement home in Tennessee. The plan started out okay, and when Grant graduated with a bachelor's of science in nursing in 2011, the brothers enrolled in the same nursing anesthetist school. They literally sat next to each other in class, even though Grant claims that now,
0: uh, We're guys are like twins. Well, is that, yeah, sort of, yeah. And mm-hmm. guys, uh, being a nurse, uh, so <laughs> n- number one, anesthesiology is not easy, it's the most sued practice there is. And then being a nurse and is definitely not easy either. Um, they generally make somewhere between 130 to $200,000 a year. Um, Dr. B84, I know you're in the house, so please. Correct me if I'm wrong. I did a nurse anest- uh, anesthetist back in like 2013, 2014. And she back then she was earning like a buck, 60 buck 70 uh, at a New Haven. But the, uh, Connecticut. But the thing is, is that, you know, it varies wildly. And then you can work a lot of overtime as well. And I remember she used to work all the time. So this is a pr- pretty prestigious career. And uh, you guys got to understand that, like for hospitals, it's very expensive to have an anesthesiologist on the uh, on the staff. So a lot of times anesthesiologists kind of contract them and they go between different hospitals. So keeping a nurse anesthetist at the hospital is a far cheaper uh, way and more practical in some cases to have someone that has anesthesiology uh, background and it's 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 less of cost to the hospital. So, um, but yeah, anesthesiologists definitely make, uh, I think at the bare minimum, around $300,000 per year. And then nurse anesthetists earn somewhere around one like i said 130 to like 200k per year if i'm not if i'm not mistaken so um very it's it's um very prestigious career Could make quite a bit of money it's not easy though it's a very difficult profession
2: he was the better student during this time he still managed to fail out of the program cody would go on to complete the program and land a job as a nurse anesthetist at a local hospital making a very decent amount of money
0: okay also you guys can see here that the brothers Are different. One's successful, another's a failure. This is going to play very, uh, this is going to play into the storyline here. uh, So pay attention.
2: Grant managed to find a job as a nurse at a hospital and worked there for about five years, but was eventually accused of stealing medication in june of 2018 they fired him and pressed charges but after cody paid eight thousand dollars to hire a lawyer for his brother the charges were dropped
1: so this guy actually um yeah. stole a vials of propofol, which is a very strong and um, and est- uh, sedative sorry
0: okay do you do you want me to pull a- up vials. your screen on it or no one thing I, I see you got a screen here do you want me to pull that up or no
1: well it's the same thing that i say in the video so. okay all right Fair enough. But this is his charge. Grand larceny.
0: Grand, this one right here? Yeah. Uh, Where are we at? Highlight Highlighter right for the people?
1: Right here. Shit. Sorry.
0: That's why women deserve less. Alright. For, <laughs> for grand larceny after the investigation Someone concluded. In. Okay. Fair enough.
2: According to Grant, he said that the fact that he now had an arrest on his record made him not able to get a job and he spent most of his time in his room playing video games, trying to become a famous Twitch streamer. You know, kind of like a YouTuber, just not as cool.
0: <laughs> so he wanted to be a content creator, okay? So we know...
2: This solitary time playing video games is also when Grant discovered the wide, wonderful world of cam girls.
0: Up uh, here we go. Okay. It's about to get real. Oh shit!
2: Oh shit. <laughs> he said in an interview that the first time he talked to a cam girl, the first one was a woman named Sylvie who operated out of Bulgaria. He immediately fell in love with her and began believing that they had a special relationship.
5: Sylvie.
2: I mean, outside of the fact that he was literally paying to talk to her. How much was he paying, you might ask? Well, he's gonna tell you.
4: How much do you think you spent on this? Because it's kind of pricey. Yeah. 90, um, 90 tokens and, and fi- $5,000 for, for how many tokens? No, no, no it's uh, $600 for $5,000. For 5000 5, yeah. okay. So how much do you think you spent
3: on, on um, this? Probably close to like
6: $200,000. Oh, no!
1: Guys, I got the math right here. The guy who actually spent like nine tokens per minute. So he ended up paying basically uh, 5,000 tokens, which is equal as $600. So he will spend 66, uh, 56 minutes, sorry, uh, at the beginning talking to Sylvie on, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he will end up like spending four hours per night, which is what he's saying right here, which is $2,500.
0: Oh, for bro. night. For night. Yo. Guys, what do you <laughs> man? Book coming soon. Valentine's Day. Why women deserve less, bro? I'm trying to tell y'all, man. <laughs> I'd
4: say two hundred thousand dollars.
3: Yeah. And where'd the money come from? Money came from me, uh, my brother, and then my dad.
1: Me, I seen. Did
3: they know where the money
0: go ahead. He's lying. You, you want to tell them the should we reveal it right now or not or what? Where well, the this from?
1: guy was didn't have a job, so he wasn't making any money.
0: Exactly. So you guys are going to see the, the source of income? It was going to. They didn't know that
3: it was going to uh, a cam a cam model. I, I was saying that it was going towards my Twitch streaming, uh, like like yeah, like advertising, like putting my name out there and that that type of thing.
2: $200,000 on a cam girl in six months, and he thinks that she's legitimately interested in him. It's $600 for 5,000 tokens, and the cam girl takes 90 tokens a minute. Grant said that he was talking to Sylvie for about four hours a day. Four yeah. hours of time would cost him 21,600 tokens, which means he would need 4.3 blocks of 5,000 tokens. That would be over $2,500 a day. That works out to be more than $77,000 a month. Clearly, he wasn't talking to this woman every day because it would only take him two and a half months to rack up 200 grand in debt at that rate. He said that the money came from himself, his dad, and his brother. He was telling them that he was buying advertising for his new Twitch streaming business, but he was really spending it all on a cam girl.
0: On top Bro. Boom, Bokka. Holy. Guys, <laughs> this is why being a simp will set you up for failure. Like, And we're not even getting into the crazy stuff yet. But wait, there's more. How the um, money it even took? Oh, uh,
1: so in November uh, 2018, this guy will spend like 20K uh, per night, some nights. 20K. 20K per night. 20,000. Wow, dude.
0: Yeah, and yep. it, guys, people are wondering, like, when this was all going down. You said, what, 2018?
1: 2018.
0: Yeah.
2: To talk to Sylvie, he was leaving her to believe that he was rich and successful. In the world he lived in while talking to Sylvie, he already drove that BMW that he had dreamed of with his brother years earlier. In order to keep up appearances, he would send her lingerie and sex toys to use during her performances. Boom, after the credit cards that Grant stole from both his father and Cody got maxed out, he would just lie about promoting his Twitch stream and steal more credit cards. Unfo-
0: Bro, holy <laughs> Yeah, you guys can see here he's basically just stealing, right? And lying to the girl to continue to perpetuate this fantasy. And and we talked about this in detail with Andrew Tate, guys. Because uh, you guys know Andrew and Tristan both ran a very successful webcam business. And the guys aren't paying so like just I mean whacking off is a part of it of course but what they're really paying for a lot of times is attention from an attractive woman. A lot of these guys have never met and or been with an attractive woman that cares about what they got to say or what they think. And webcamming allows them a lot of the time to fulfill that fantasy. They're paying for female attention. That's what they're paying for a lot of the times. Cuz anybody can get porn, but not many people can go ahead and interact with an attractive woman with a European accent. That actually gives a shit about what you've got going on in your life. And they sell that They sell that dream. That's what they do. And also, guys, do me a quick favor. We got 1,000 plus y'all in here watching the show. Uh, please go ahead and like the video. We got, I think, 200 of you guys on Twitch and then another 800 plus y'all. Or, sorry, 900 plus y'all on YouTube. So, like the video, man. Let's get us to almost 100% engagement so I don't have to stop the video.
2: Fortunately, Grant's family members did everything they could to keep the young man out of trouble, but all that did was enable him to continue his behavior. Eventually, Chad and Cody looked into the charges and figured out that Grant...
0: We got Zena in the chat, by the way. Shout out to her. I gave you a wrench, Zena.
2: ...was spending all of their money on a cam girl. They started restricting Grant in ways they thought would keep him from talking to Sylvie, but he would always find ways to talk to her grant and cody were also big fans of anime and had planned a trip to japan with another friend named jericho Fong.
0: Basina, don't act crazy i'll take that i'll take that wrench away from you if you're not crazy all right be nice to the people please <laughs> Dude, i know you'll be quick to ban some people don't do it
2: Fine. they went on their 10-day trip at the beginning of december of 2018 and since grant didn't have a job at the time cody paid for all of his expenses the trio went to Tokyo and Kyoto and had a great time. It wasn't until the day they were meant to leave when a problem arose.
7: Uh, Cody got into the shower. Um, Grant told me that he was going to go down to the lobby and like find something to eat. Uh, so I didn't think anything of it. And Cody got out of the shower and asked me where Grant was. And I said he went down to the lobby to get something to eat. And Cody immediately checked the closet for his duffel bag and then said, where's Grant's duffel bag? And I was like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I didn't notice him take anything. And so Cody left me at the hotel for t- more than two hours. I was just kind of sitting in the lobby and while well, he went to find uh, Grant and he was messaging me on WhatsApp, uh, trying to keep me posted. And he found him at like a a pachinko, like a like a gambling type building, and I guess he was on his tablet using uh, the Wi-Fi.
2: At first, I thought it was weird that Cody would immediately check for Grant's duffel bag, but Jericho explained during his testimony that Cody seemed to have Grant on a tight leash during the trip. He said that Cody would never let Grant get too far away and would yell at him, "Get back over here." This seemed to be part of the process of trying to keep Grant from spending more money on cam girls something
0: so get yo you can't even go to japan or go on vacation with your brother without worrying that he's gonna be spending money and fapping to some chicken bulgaria <laughs> that is wild bro Bumbaka! holy
2: that he was caught doing the day they left japan it wasn't until later that jericho discovered how grant had paid for his time with sylvie that day in japan
7: i was out to dinner. And I went to pay for the dinner with the Discover card, and it had been frozen. Um, so I contacted my father, since it's like a family account, and he sent me a screenshot of like three uh, three uh, charges on the Discover. Um, one went through, and then the other two were denied, but they were for uh, my free CAM tokens.
2: Grant had stolen his friend's credit card number in order to buy tokens to talk to Sylvie before sneaking off to a place with Wi-Fi. This dude wasn't just being selfish to talk to a girl. He had a serious addiction. When the boys came back from Japan, Chad began pressuring Grant even harder about getting a job and repaying some of his debts. After an argument with his father, Grant left their house and didn't tell anyone where he was going.
0: But Zena's asking if the case went federal because he's stealing credit cards. No, Zena, that only went federal for you. <laughs>
8: uh,
0: I, I, I had to do it. For some of you guys that are watching, uh, yeah, Zena went down for fraud <laughs> federally. <laughs> Yo, it was too easy. I had to do it, man. man you're so mean. I had to do Poor it. This is why men also deserve Uh, this. She immediately was like, does this case matter all? This dude stealing credit cards. Oh, man. Uh, That was too easy. That was too easy. That was too (laughs) easy. Yeah, this ended up being a state case, so you guys are going to see why here in a second.
2: Knowing Jason said that he ran away during his testimony, which just sounds wrong to say about a 29-year-old adult, but that's essentially what he did. Family members reported him missing and told the police that he was depressed and that they were afraid that he might hurt himself. Margaret said she got a text from Grant saying he was, quote, really tired of everything, end quote, and, quote, just going to handle it his own way, end quote. It turned out that Grant had gone to his Aunt Donna's house and she let him stay there for a few days. It wasn't long before she started seeing charges on her bank account that she didn't make. When she realized that it was Grant who was stealing her money, she wanted to press charges, but Chad and Margaret begged her not to. Cody ended up repaying his aunt the money that Grant had stolen. At this point, Grant had stolen from his father, his brother, one of his best friends, and his aunt, and Chad had to remortgage his house in order to cover $150,000 worth of Grant's debt.
0: Holy bro! Boom, and uh, the, the narrator is a little wrong. I, he said remortgage his house. What he means is refinance. And uh, guys, what he probably had to do was something called a cash out refinance. Basically, let's say you got, you know, $100,000 worth of equity in your home. You could do a, a cash out refinance, which will allow you to pull somewhere between 70 to 80 percent of the equity that you have and get that money out cash. Tax free, of course, and then you can use it to, well, you should be using it to purchase other properties. But in this case, he's using it to pay off debt, consumer debt from Webcam Girl in Eastern Europe, which, quite frankly, is very uh, stupid. But well, what can you do here? <laughs> so he had to literally refinance his house, get the cash out to pay the debts, $150,000 worth. So you guys can see here the ridiculous amount of money that Grant is spending to talk to some girl. This is a level of sickness I've never seen in my life. Wild.
2: Anna said that Chad had told her over the phone, quote, Yeah, I'm going to have to work a few more years than I thought I'd have to, but it's okay. I'll do it for Grant. I don't want him to go to jail, end quote. All because he was addicted to a cam girl. This is so The family made some calls and found an addiction recovery facility that would take him.
0: Oh, that's about to get crazy.
2: November 23, 2018, Chad, Margaret, Cody, and Jason all went to Donna's house early in the morning and had a sort of intervention for Grant. Cody took charge of the situation and talked to his younger brother about his obsession with Sylvie. He told them that they wanted him to go to a facility and talk to them about it. They just wanted things to be better for him. Grant initially got angry, but eventually gave in and got into the car with his father, mother, and Cody. Jason didn't go with them to drop him off at Cornerstone Recovery Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It was the last time Jason would see his father or Cody.
1: Guys, by the time was supposed to oh, be wait, on a wait, 60 wait.
2: day program,
1: by this time of the intervention of the family, Grant had already stolen from all his family like 200000 to $250,000.
0: Holy man. So they, they should have intervened a lot sooner.
1: A quarter million. 200K? Yeah.
0: Program
2: at the recovery center, but he was released after 12 days. According to him, the counselor said that he was just in a little rut and didn't need to be in a full program. It seems as though he minimized his addiction to the cam girl, because if they knew exactly what he had done in order to talk to Sylvie, they would have put him into an addiction program with no hesitation. Cody ended up paying $15,000 for Grant to have a spot in the program, which wasn't utilized. During his interview with police,
0: Grant, bro, they're dropping racks to try to get him recovered, and what does he do? Oh no, bro, I, I'm good. I'm I they don't I don't need to be there the whole time.
2: Said that he thinks the facility refunded $3,000 since he didn't stay the full 60 days, but wasn't sure if Cody ever got the refund once grant was back from cornerstone chad had created a list of rules that grant needed to follow in order to stay in the house
1: basically gave him an ultimatum. i guess was that good that he his parent uh, his dad also basically gave him like an ultimatum yeah to stay at the house
0: when he brought him back he had a bunch of rules
9: so yeah. i would call it uh like an ultimatum uh some go. options that were uh given to grant to choose between uh after leaving the facility and um based off of some of his choices there were uh specific rules and regulations that uh my father had laid out for him and uh hey,
4: give, give some example i mean I, I, i'm not asking to read the
0: yeah that man is crazy but <laughs> 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 it is what it is
4: our document the jury has it it's going to go back with them they can read it, but give the uh, the jury some examples.
0: This is one of Grant's brothers, by the way, guys.
4: That's the older. What uh, what are the options given to him?
9: All right. So uh, the first thing that was covered was living arrangements. You know, does he want to live at home, move out on his own, go to the military? Um, looks like my father pre-wrote this and uh, and then updated it with a different color pen. I'm assuming with a discussion with grant
0: and if you guys remember before the dad right was pretty regimented so he you know wrote the, went down the list you know that he discussed what he wanted to discuss and then had another colored pen you know to make amendments as they were having a discussion so they're actually put that put that into evidence because you can see the son here is reading it um for the jury
9: so there are some markings and highlightations of things that were discussed and chosen it looks like Grant um, chose to live at home. Uh, he understood that the family would not cover or pay any current, remaining, future debts, etc. cetera. It um, uh, goes on to say that, uh, you know, he, some rules are no post-midnight internet use, um, no more all-nighters online, uh, limited TV. Install a new AT&T modem. So you guys
0: can see they're treating him like a child. Basically he can't control himself. And He
1: was almost 30 years old.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: So basically they told him like no cell phone, no internet, no computer, get a job and also like to cut all his ties with this Bulgarian girl.
9: Mm -hmm. We'll
0: we'll see what happens.
9: Um, For logging, wireless and hard traffic use. It says that he terminated his current phone um, and set him up with a new phone that I guess didn't have data or the ability to go on the internet. Uh, some responsibilities where he had to get a job, um, he had uh, some debts that he had to take care of, um, no savings, he owed the family some money, owed the family an apology. Um it's very detailed.
2: Chad felt like he needed this to...
0: so the reason why you guys are probably wondering, well, yo, Myron, why are they introducing that to evidence? Like what what does that have to do with the case? Well, the reason why, guys, is because they're trying to demonstrate here um intent and motive for the offender. As you guys know, right? Grant murdered his family. Uh and what this letter, right? Not this letter, but this this list demonstrates is that the father put strict boundaries in place. To limit Grant's ability to speak to and communicate with this woman and to spend money. And that is a part of the reason why Grant, right, uh, committed the crime allegedly. All right. So that's why the prosecution put that into evidence to show that the father took an active role in restricting his ability to speak to this woman, which was the motive for why he went ahead and attacked the family and killed them later on
10: severely
2: restrict Grant's abilities at the home in order to keep him from getting into more financial trouble. He didn't know of any other way of keeping his son from blowing more money on a cam girl. He even contacted Sylvie in Bulgaria.
9: It informed, it, it states that it informed Grant that they- Hold on, yo, imagine how crazy that is.
0: Uh, like some dude from America calls you up. You're some like webcam chick, right? You're maybe you're, you know, and you get this call Hey, this is Chad. Yeah, I need you to stop talking to my son and taking his money. Um, he's, he's yeah, like, Our money. You need to stop doing that because it's actually my money and it's pissing me off. <laughs> what was that?
1: <laughs> that is the family's money. Yeah,
0: like th- this money. is BS. He doesn't have the money. He's capped. He's losing his hair. He's, he's not that attractive. Uh,
1: yeah. He doesn't have a BMW. He's not a famous Twitcher or gamer or whatever. Yep. He's not nothing that he's
0: everything he told he you is stop the cat. You know it's all a lie. So just leave him alone. All right. So, could you imagine your dad but, having to do that though? And
1: you not know, only Sylvie though, that like, he also had friends online, like on the website. Mm. They were connected. Like a bunch of people had this like uh, affection with Sylvie, and they all had in common that they liked Sylvie. So they were all friends.
0: They wait, were they were
1: It was a group of Sims. Hold on, wait, stop
0: the show. <laughs> You're telling me that there was other dudes that yeah. liked her.
1: And, and they will chat online and watch the girl together. They were, it was a whole community. What the? Yeah. A, a, an army of Sims. I'm telling
7: you.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought, yeah. like, you know, because a lot of guys, most of the time when it comes to these webcam guys, they want the girl to themselves. Right? And they yeah. just they want to talk with her one-on-one or whatever. But you're telling me that he had a community to of Sims that he was friends with?
1: No, actually, you have to pay more. I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the websites, though. But I know that in some, you have to pay more to watch her pri- uh, privately. Pri- private? Privately. What's the word? Right. Privately. Yeah. So um, I guess he will do that, like to have sex with her, to get personal. But yeah. also, like, if you wanted to talk to her, like, regularly, just like regular conversations. Virtual banging. Yeah. Crazy. I
9: know. Bro.
0: Bumbo Holy. <laughs> I did not know that. Shout out to Angie for giving us the little facts here. Yeah, I crazy. did not know that he had a community of guys that he was like friends with. That that ex- you know what that explains his antisocial behavior.
1: Yeah, because he didn't just, really talk to anybody else. He was even in the internet.
9: Yeah, okay. Reached out to this woman to let them know or to let her know some of the things that Grant had been saying weren't a hundred percent true. Um, and that and don't
0: worry, guys. We're gonna read the super chats at the end of the show. I appreciate you guys donating. Every single chat will be read. Uh, I just don't want to disrupt the flow of the show um, at the moment. Maybe I'll take a break in the middle and but we'll But you guys are chats.
1: hilarious. But you guys you are guys. hilarious.
0: You guys got uh, <laughs> Angie laughing in the back. And uh, guys, also do me a favor. There is uh 1,200 of you guys watching right now on YouTube. If you guys could do me a huge favor and like the video, I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps with the algorithm. Um, and like I said before, we got kicked off YouTube for a week, couldn't post, et cetera. So anytime we got you all in here and you guys help with the engagement, it helps content like this get reach out more people. Because quite frankly... I'm trying to beat out these other true crime people that just put out ma- put on makeup and tell dumb stories. We make way better <laughs> content. Way better. She's sexually good, though. Yeah. We're better, bro. We're
9: <laughs> better. He wasn't allowed to communicate with her anymore uh, based off of those lies.
2: Unfortunately, it sounds like his mother wasn't as strict.
3: One of his rules was that I wasn't allowed to talk to the woman anymore that I had been talking to. Um, but... I guess you could say behind the scenes, my mom would let me talk to her through her cell phone using Twitter. Um, And, you know, she would tell me like, look, you got to keep it, you have to keep it just basic because if you say anything or if you entice anything or do anything like that, it might lead her to say something to like my dad or something like that. because, Because apparently when I was in Cornerstone, my dad, told her because because he had like hacked my computer or something like that and then he found everything like guy like you and your brother except he's more of that like hacking level like able to do all that stuff so he had found you know um like just the stuff that was related to her and then you know he like he like erased my whole entire computer he put a password on it so it's like even when i came back up until thursday like i wasn't able to go into my own computer to look at anything he's treating you like a small child right and rightfully so i mean spending that amount of i was acting childish I, i can kind of get it
2: grant is fully aware that what he's done is wrong he knows that he should feel that way to not look like the bad guy to these detectives but grant doesn't really care that what he's doing is wrong because he's an addict he has to find a way to get his fix and eventually chad finds out that grant has been talking to sylvie and according to grant he kicks him out of the house Grant told the detectives that Chad told him that if he ever set foot on their property again, he would kill him. During his interview...
0: All right, that's very important, guys. So he told him, if you set foot on this property again, boy, it's going to be a wrap for you.
2: His first version of events has him leaving the house between 9 and 9.30 p.m.
3: So I left.
0: And then what time do you think you left about?
2: Oh, God.
10: At it's 6.30, the argument
3: started, I'd, how long do you think before you left? I'd say, like, 9 or 9.30 or so.
2: Then he continues to tell detectives that he drove down the road and waited on the side of the road until Cody got home at about 9.30. Cody pulled up next to him, and Grant told him that he was going to be somewhere nearby. And according to Grant, Cody gave him his debit card to use to survive.
0: Okay, so... The timeline basically is he's on the corner of the road, brother sees him, gives him his debit card, which, as you guys know, a little weird because we already know that his brother doesn't trust him with his debit card and or any type of money because they know that Grant is pretty much predisposed to spend that on some cam whore.
1: Yes, I just want to state that this argument and he got kicked out on the January 24th, okay, 2019.
0: Okay, that's the day he got kicked out?
1: Yeah after
0: cody drew- january 24 2019 is when uh, his father kicked him out the house guys chad kicked out grant and told him if you come back i'll i'll kill you which that imagine what where you got to be as a dad to tell your son that that's insane that's wild
2: drove off grant said that he stayed in the same spot for a couple of hours just in case anything happened they knew where he was the reason for that was because his cell phone had been turned off by chad so he didn't have any means of communication. Then he drove to a nearby Publix grocery store and parked next to the building, and he claims that he slept in his car. The following morning, he woke up, changed into a suit, and drove to an interview he had at Express Scripts, which is a prescription drug management company. His interview was at 10 a.m., and afterwards, he went to a variety
0: Wait, the dude that steals prescription medication, getting a job over there? Okay. (laughs) Stop the cap!
2: and wireless store to try to get his phone turned back on. They told him that they couldn't help him because the account was in his father's name. He then tells detectives that he thought about going back to his house, but only drove down the road in his neighborhood and changed his mind. He went a few other places, got some food at Panera, and went to get a room at the Doubletree Hotel. The detectives brought up how he was paying for things.
0: He looks like a dude that would eat a Panera bread. I ain't going to lie, man. <laughs> you get one of them weird ass sandwiches that's like, that barely fills you up. He looks like that type of guy to go ahead and get that type of food right there, man. Hey, guys, do me a favor. We got, like I said before, 1,200 guys in here, but we only got 50% engagement. Guys, get us to 1,000 likes. If you guys can get it to 1,000 likes, I would greatly appreciate it, man. I don't want to stop the show. Like the video.
2: And Cody's debit card came up again.
0: I had used
3: Cody's card to pay for one of my bills that was outstanding. Uh, it was just one of those from that site. It was just like a, a bill that had backed How much up was that? in there. It was okay. Um, Cody, you know you were doing that? Yeah. He said it's okay to do that. He said to use this to like survive until things can get figured out. Because he knows that I only have, you know, a few hundred dollars in my name.
5: When
0: he told you, you about that that night that you right. could use his card and pay
5: off what needed to be paid off.
0: So, yeah, but what he say? El Cody. El Cody, great brother. Yeah, seriously, he
4: said to use it for like necessity. Did he give it to you? Yes, yeah. he gave it to you. So here, take this and yeah. whatever. But that was normal for him. though. he was gonna see it he was fitting putting most of your bills. Right, That's not Okay.
2: He explained that he used Cody's debit card to pay one of his bills. He claims that it was a bill from the Cam Girl site that had been backed up. So he's been kicked out of his house and has almost no money to his name, but paying off a bill to a Cam Girl site is top priority? No.
0: Bro, what the? Boom This guy is legit never going to stop, man. Incredible. Incredible. I told y'all this was probably the biggest sim story I've ever seen in my life,
1: man. You know, I wonder if Sylvie found out about (laughs) the truth.
0: What was that you said? Go ahead.
1: I wonder if Sylvie found out about the case.
0: Mm-hmm. She had to have. She had to have. Yeah. There's no way this thing was all over the news. for a girl. Yeah. No, she's the one. She kept taking his well, money. Yeah, I know. But they're trained to do that. You know what I mean? So
1: she belongs to the streets. You
0: should, oh yeah, she definitely does belong <laughs> to the streets. I agree. She belongs to the interwebs.
2: What really happened is that Grant used Cody's debit card to buy more credits to pay to talk to Sylvie online the night he left his house. The internet history on Grant's Microsoft Surface shows that he paid for tokens and then used the Camgirl site at about 3 o'clock in the morning on January 25th. At this point, Grant has been sitting in a room at the Sheriff's Department talking to investigators for over two hours and he's not asked why he's there or if anything has happened to his family.
0: That right there, my friends. Red flag.
2: Cody was described as an extremely dedicated worker. He was always at the hospital early, getting ready to take care of patients and talking with his colleagues about the day's plans. He had never missed a day of work and always stayed late when needed. The shifts for a nurse anesthetist were 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. They worked 16 hour days and any hour.
0: They'd be be doing slave hours, bro. They'd be doing slave hours. hours. Yeah. 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 I remember when I uh, was seeing that girl, she would like, it would be like two to three days in a row and yeah, slave hours. She was always tired.
2: Hours worked after 12 hours were paid at double time, so people didn't regularly volunteer to leave. Cody worked with a man named Chris Cisco, who described their day at work on January 24th, 2019.
8: Uh, our days are normally filled. Um, they're very busy. Um, but I do remember that uh, that afternoon, it had kind of slowed down a little bit, and um, there... Uh, so what happens is, is there's four of us that are scheduled that 16 um, hour shift. Um, and again, if it, for some reason, if it slows down in the afternoon, um, you uh, what we'll do is either we have to stay there on call, even though there's no cases going on, or if there's even sometimes no cases going on, sometimes the, the um, head anesthesiologist that's running the board for the day who's in control of the board and of when we get to go and come. Um, They will first ask us if there's any volunteers, if anybody wants to leave early. Um, Well, that day I remember that um, none of us wanted to leave early. Um, So um, instead of any volunteers, what will happen is um, they will will put all of our names in a hat and draw names out of a hat. And uh, Cody's name came up uh, first and uh, He was going to leave at like 930 uh, that afternoon. And then um, that that evening,
4: afternoon or evening? You said afternoon. Yeah,
8: 930 p.m. ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. 930 p.m. is when uh, he was going to leave because we didn't need him. And then I would stay until 11 to cover until the night guy came in to cover the night shift.
2: It was slow and Cody was picked to leave first, but he actually left a little early. Chris described Cody wandering off to make a phone call so he decided to sit down and have some lunch at about 9:15 Cody popped his head in the door and said he was going to leave he told Chris that he'd see him in the morning since they both had another shift together
0: and you guys can see between the two brothers that there's a very stark contrast in how they behave one is extremely dutiful responsible does what he's supposed to do others respect him they admire him they uh you know respect his uh, advice they go to him for advice Whereas the other one is a complete degenerate, unable to you know, control himself, undisciplined, a, job, a simp, etc. Can't get a job, can't hold a job, can't earn money. There's a huge difference between the two. It's wild.
2: Chris said that the next day he...
0: Cl- and This is going to play into what comes up next when you guys see.
2: ...locked into the hospital at 619 a.m. They had to be there by 7 a.m., but were allowed to clock in up to an hour early. He said that Cody would normally already be on site by the time he got there, but that day he wasn't.
8: Uh, when I first got in, I had clocked in um, at my where we clock in at, and you walk right by that, and there's the uh, the surgery OR board where you can see where your case assignment is for the day. I had ran into a colleague of ours um, that typically works overnight, and uh, she had said um, Cody's not here. I haven't seen him yet. He's not in pre-op. Um, you know, have you heard from him? And of course I was like, no, I just got here. I haven't heard from him yet. Um, and so, um, I went about, you know, the next couple minutes I was, I went to pre-op just to see for myself to see if he was there and he wasn't there. So I, I looked at whatever room he was supposed to be in and he wasn't in there. Uh, so then, uh, I ran into the colleague again and she had expressed like a little bit more concern this time and um so i said well why don't i just try to call him or text him so i tried to text him um and i know that um, when cody cody has an iphone like i do and i know that um when you have the i message, that when you send a text message um typically it goes through in blue which means
0: this is why iphone is superior my friends i've been telling y'all Okay, Droid's not it, even though Droid is a superior phone, I admit this. Need that iPhone, because you guys are about to see what happens next here.
8: The, the phone received the text message. Um, and so when I text him, you know, hey,
0: we're... Are- and for some of you guys wondering in the chat, yes, this is this is uh, Cody's coworker, oh, not Grant, you? because Grant doesn't have a co-worker. He's unemployed.
8: <laughs> are you... Um, it went through uh, just green. Like, the phone didn't receive the text message. Like, it's either... Mm-hmm
0: so obviously suspicious right now you got someone that's pretty responsible always on time always goes to work someone that's dependable all of a sudden you message them and it's green what's going on here
8: out of service or it's dead um and that ever
0: happened before
8: no sir cody oh. always had his no cody always had his phone on it was always he always had a charger on him he always had it clipped to him um if i ever throughout the day if i had a question
0: that's yo when you see someone have their cell phone clipped on their on their belt line you know they're serious about their business in 2023 you see someone with that that's like on some beeper type vibes you know they're serious
8: about anything um i, I knew that if i shot cody a text he would text me right back with you know advice or whatever um so then when it went through green it was concerning so I thought, well, maybe I'll just try to give him a buzz. So I tried to call the, the phone and it went, uh, it, you know, rang a couple of times and went straight to voicemail.
2: To explain to anyone who hasn't used an iPhone, if you send a text from one iPhone to another, it will actually use the Apple software iMessage, which is now just called Messages. The same text will also pop up on your computer if you use a Mac. The text bubble in the app will be green when you're texting through Messages. If you text a non-iPhone, it will just send it as a standard SMS, and the text bubble will be blue. At the same time, if an iPhone user texts another iPhone user, and the phone is off or it's out of service, the text bubble will appear blue because the iPhone sending the message can't confirm that the recipient is using the message's service. Chris made a few other calls, and nobody had heard from Cody, and since it was now past 7 a.m., Chris called 911 and asked if they would perform a welfare or wellness check. Seminole County Sheriff's Deputy Todd Moterson arrived at the Amato home at about 9 a.m. He knocked on the door, pounded on windows, called out Cody's name, and even used the air horn on his sheriff's vehicle, which was a Ford F-150. He called Cody's cell phone
0: and in rural areas like this, guys, you typically aren't going to have a police department It's going to be Sheriff County's office. That is, you know, your your law enforcement agency that it takes charge of this area. So um, this is pretty common, especially in the south.
2: Chad's cell phone and Margaret's cell phone, but got no answer. Cody's car was in the driveway. So Deputy Moterson believed there was cause to enter the home. After getting permission from a supervisor and waiting for backup to arrive, he used a knife to jimmy open the deadbolt on the back door. There was a large cabinet in front of the door, and they had to push it out of the way. It's unclear why the cabinet was in front of the door. Sometimes people will put something like that in front of a door they never use. But I also noticed in the deputy's body cam footage that the windows were covered with paper. It's never discussed anywhere once inside they found the bodies of chad margaret and cody amato all three had been killed with gunshot wounds to the head
0: investigator and rest in peace to that man because obviously th- this was a very gruesome crime scene
10: very brutal yeah
2: believed that margaret was shot first
10: there were gunshot wounds identified on her face and head and of note on the left occipital scalp which is the back of the head on the left side
0: um, and what I'm gonna do for you guys, because I have some of these pictures here. I don't know if I try to share them. I know yo you guys gonna you, give me a you headache. See them though. So what I will do is, um, me and Angie will put the links below for you guys to look at the crime scene photos oh, in oh the description, okay. uh, so you guys can go ahead and look at them. Uh, there. I
1: have the gun though.
0: You have the gun. Okay. Yeah. Go. I'll uh, go ahead and put it up on the screen for y'all. Mm. Uh, here's the gun, guys, right here that was used. Um, and there's some other photos as well. <clears throat> But uh
1: this is the gun and I have it here. Apparently where it's here. It was a semi automatic uh handgun. Yeah. I mean you should know about yeah. this.
0: Uh, Jericho nine four one, I think it is. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Uh with an yeah, IWI Jericho nine four one. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we'll put the um we'll put the, the um the pictures there for y'all, so don't worry.
10: There was an oval gunshot wound and your discretion is definitely advised. Prince.
4: It was, did you observe an exit wound?
10: Yes. And then, so the uh, other wound on the right cheek was a exit wound.
2: Margaret had been sitting at her computer and someone came up behind her and shot her in the Yeah, th-
0: they blurred it. So, but, but yeah, but I, basically I have this photo, but on, you know, w- not blurred.
2: Back of the head. The last activity on the computer was at 4.44 p.m. January 24th. It was believed that Chad was killed after he got home from work at about 5.30.
10: So beginning on the back of the right ear, uh, there's a gunshot wound entrance. And this one uh, was associated with some kind of abrasions. on. The...
0: Can you put the link in the chat for the people, Angie?
1: Yo, um, link. some people are asking how bad are these pictures, guys? Um, I'm telling you, these are very,
0: yeah. Angie's brutal. gonna throw it in the chat for y'all right now. Can you throw it in there for them, Angie, please? Yeah, sure, sure. She got y'all,
10: but on the back of the ear, and it was focally lacerated or it was to- the skin was torn. And uh, I noticed that it went through the ear and then it re entered through the tragus, which is an area that's commonly pierced by some people uh of the air and it re-enters into the um, cranial cavity and then exits on the right forehead so uh, it was one wound track with multiple different entrances exits and then uh re-entries and re-exits
0: that- here i'll put in the link in the chat for you guys right now so you guys can look at it um
10: i'm sending the two
1: because
0: yeah um, so I'm pinning it at the top so you guys can actually look at it while we uh, break down this documentary, and you guys can look at the photos, but they're all there that one involved oh, you shouldn't see them the uh, skin and soft I'm oh, warning y'all it's graphic, so
10: yeah, you shouldn't
1: see them guys,
0: yeah, so if you wanna i mean I, so people you know how people are, they want to see them so so that they can understand yeah, the very bizarre. the, the brutal yeah, the brutality of this case
10: tissue in the area, it involved the um temporal bone of the skull. It goes through the right frontal lobe of the brain. It fractures the right frontal bone of the skull.
4: And um, tell the jury the, the uh, direction of that particular
6: bullet.
10: And that course, one course was from back to front and it's from right to left and upwards.
2: The first shot to the back of Chad's head did not immediately kill him.
10: when I first saw Chad's body,
5: In the kitchen, I asked the investigators if he had been moved. Uh, It was my instinct that he was not in the correct position or in the position that he had died in. Uh, Based on my training and experience, uh, his taking in the entire crime scene, the blood patterns, the uh, movement in the blood in the kitchen, it seemed that he was not in the same positioning as he would have been at the time he died. And I'm going to show you again states 41. Can you please point out to the jury what specifically led you to believe he was moved? Well, initially when we arrived at the scene, we knew that there were two cartridge cases in the kitchen. However, we only saw the one bullet hole in the top portion of the kitchen cabinet. And that lined up with the blood pool on this side of the kitchen island. So the right side in this photograph. So we assumed or I assumed that that shot caused him to fall down. He bled and then you can see these drops of blood. Everybody's cut themselves and dripped blood Um, and some movement in the blood and these pom- And
0: if you guys click the Reddit link, you guys are going to be able to see and kind of follow along with what she's doing. So go ahead and click that Reddit link. If you're a fan of heart, don't do it. But click it and you'll they're be very, able to see.
5: They're very gory.
0: Yeah, you'll be able to see the kitchen uh, that she's describing where Chad was killed.
5: So it appeared that he was face down and possibly crawling around the kitchen floor. And then he,
0: for obvious reasons, I can't show it on YouTube, but you, can, you guys can follow along and uh, click that Reddit link I pinned it in the top of the chat for y'all. Go ahead and look through, and you guys are going to see the scene.
5: Ended up on this side where he bled more and died. So if somebody's crawling around and they just bleed out and die, you would assume that they would be face down.
2: The evidence showed that Chad was shot in the back of the head. He crawled across the kitchen floor and was shot a second time in the back of the head. But he was face up when deputies found his body.
0: You guys can see the blood is coagulating here, right? Which is indicative of it being there for a while.
2: It's believed that Chad was rolled over so that whoever shot him could clip a gun holster to his belt.
0: And you guys can see right here. And look at how it's for all my gun guys out there. Y'all already know that this is a very strange way to clip your gun. Okay, not many people do a cross draw. And we're going to talk about that here in a second.
2: Christine Snyder, who's the crime scene supervisor for the Seminole County Sheriff's Department, explained why the holster was unusual.
5: The firearm was inside of a holster, which you can see on the screen. The holster had a metal clip, which attached it to the belt. However, it was placed between the pants and the belt, which would make it unstable. Uh, The clip, the metal clip was on the outside, across the belt and the Holster was inside of the belt between the pants and the belt. The gun itself was placed inside of the holster and it was in this position on his body, which was strange because we learned from his son, Jason, that he was right handed. So if you're holding or if you're carrying a fire
0: and that right there (coughs) doesn't make sense to be right handed and have the gun that way.
5: Arm and you want to draw it quickly. You're going to grab it here, and in this case, the grip isn't in the right location. So if somebody was carrying the firearm in this manner, they would most likely be left-handed, and they would have to do a cross draw, where they pull it out this way. Um, this is not a very common way to carry a firearm because it's a little bit harder to get to. It takes longer to pull it out, and.
0: I- and, guys, I'll tell you from my law enforcement experience, I think I've met only maybe one or two agents out of hundreds that carry cross-draw. Most carry um, on their side. Uh, maybe a few carry appendix like I used to, right? But you got to be thin and have a slender body to be able to do that. Pause. Right? You can't be fat slob doing uh, appendix carry. the
1: right way to you. But right. a cross-draw,
0: very few people cross-draw, man. Very few. What was that, Andrew? the right way? There is no right way, but I mean the most preferable ways. Most oh, people okay. carry it on the side, on their on their strong arm side. So if they're right handed, they carry on the right hand side. If they so if they're right handed, they carry it right here, right? right. If I stand up, yes, yeah,
5: right.
0: yeah, they carry it right here. Right. Or I used to carry appendix like this, or some people carry it behind them over here, which I don't really like. But a lot of people carry it there too because it's easier to conceal. And then a and lot it's of people easy actually to hide too. Uh, was that?
1: It's easier to hide it's easier to
0: hide when you put on your back. Yep And then a lot of people actually carry it on their ankle too That was actually a very popular way to carry guns, but cross draw very few people carry cross draw very few I mean hell very few people carry appendix let alone cross draw
5: I've heard of people who are left-handed who shoot right-handed But it's very not as common for a right-handed person to shoot with their left hand so normally if you're carrying a firearm you would probably put it inside of your pants for stability especially a large gun like this and he's a smaller individual and you would have the grip towards the side so then you can grab it quickly and pull it out if you were carrying it the way that he has it and you're right-handed you would have to pull it out awkwardly point it at yourself and then point it towards somebody to fire it, which just doesn't make any sense. If you are right-handed and you were doing a cross draw, you would carry it on the other side and pull it out this way. But the only way that this is strange for a right-handed person to carry it this
2: way. Not only was the position of the holster odd, but the fact that Chad had clearly crawled through blood, but the holster was perfectly clean, showed that the holster was placed on the body after the fact. Bam. The crime scene analyst also found a drop of blood on Chad's pants under the holster. Someone was trying to make it look like Chad had a gun on him prior to his death. Investigators believe Cody was the last to be shot.
10: So on the right cheek there's a gunshot wound entrance and that wound involved the skin, the soft tissue in the area, the right maxillary bone of the face, the right sphenoid bone of the skull, it crosses the midline and involved the brain stem and it continued to involve the left cerebellar hemisphere of the brain and the left occipital bone of the skull. And finally on the um, back of the uh, head there was a gunshot wound exit.
2: Cody's body was found just inside the door that came into the house from the garage. He was still in his work scrubs and had the backpack he took with him to work. It appeared as if Cody was shot in the face.
0: This photo is also in the Reddit link that I put for you guys. So you guys can go ahead and look on, open up the link, and you guys will be able to see this photo as well from the backside.
2: The minute he walked in the door. Near Cody's body was one of the 9mm guns that he owned. The question became whether Cody had killed his parents and then himself. There were four shell casings collected from the scene, which matched the amount of times the victims had been shot. Bullets collected from the scene were sent to the forensics lab for comparison, but strangely, the bullets were found to not have come from the shell casings. The sh- mm.
0: oh shit, oh shit. the murderer thought they were smart.
2: Gel casings had been fired from Cody's gun, but the bullets did not match the rifling of the same gun. Also, investigators found no gunshot residue on Cody's hands, and there was no stippling on the bullet wound to his face.
0: That's huge. The fact that he didn't have gunshot residue on his hands and no stippling on his head tells you. And stippling, guys, is the burn marks that uh, uh, hit you whenever you're hit with a close range shot.
2: Stippling is when the skin gets burned by gunpowder when a gun is discharged close to the skin. The lack of stippling meant that the gun was fired from at least three feet away.
0: And this also, guys, is how they knew that YNW Melly was a shooter in that case because there was stippling on his victims, on his two best friends' heads because he shot them in the car versus them saying, oh, no, it was a drive-by shooting. That's how the police knew it was almost an execution shot at point-blank range.
2: Not something that Cody could have done himself. So someone managed to get into the house without any signs of forced entry, shot all three family members, and attempted to make it look like a murder-suicide. The absence of Grant from the scene made him a prime suspect. Jason was also a suspect, but was quickly cleared. Crime scene analysts went to Jason's employer and searched him and his car. Then they searched his house. He had no injuries, and they found no blood or weapons anywhere. He also had an alibi as he was out to dinner with his girlfriend and her daughters at the time authorities believed the crimes were committed.
0: I ain't gonna lie, I would probably suspect them too if I was the lead detective. Like, yo, that man bun? (laughs) Hey, bro, what the hell's going on here?
2: The morning of January 26th, 2019, Grant woke up at the Doubletree Hotel and walked outside to get a bottle of water from his car. There were sheriffs outside who asked him to come to the sheriff's office and answer some questions. From there, Grant sat in an interview room for more than two hours telling investigators all about his life and his relationship with his family without ever asking why he was there. The detectives finally tell him that something happened at his house, and he starts changing his story.
3: When I had come back that other time, I crossed in front of the the red the dude's fence the red blinking lights ones what um, time was that
4: i can't i can't remember that was that was friday during the day when you said you were gonna come back right yeah okay but it was after you did your interview correct okay yeah. if you did that you would have seen something
0: and-, and here guys i got some of the footage for you guys from the arrest uh of grant amato right here
1: <laughs> some people say that he looks like michael loving <laughs> <laughs>
0: This
11: is just released body cam video showing the moment Orange County sheriff's deputies took Grant Amato into custody at a hotel to be a cooperative, sir, we appreciate that. the man accused of killing three family members seems so docile so meek law enforcement was looking for Amato because he was the suspect in the triple murder accused of shooting his mother father and brother to
0: Look at how gaunt and skinny and messed up he is. Like, all he cares about is talking to that webcam model.
11: death in their Seminole County home. It's just a normal routine when we encounter someone that we want to make sure you're safe. The alleged motive for the murders is so bizarre, Hollywood script writers couldn't make it up. According to investigators, the family was in turmoil. Amato's parents put him in in a sex and internet addiction rehab clinic. Amato allegedly siphoned off thousands from them to pay for chats and buy gifts for a Bulgarian woman he met on an adult website. Now, five months later, Bomboca! Grant Amato is ready to stand trial. This week, there was a hearing to decide what evidence will be allowed.
6: Now we know you don't have your weapons, we'll, we'll get those restraints off, honey.
11: This body cam video is expected to be part of the evidence. In the video, you see Amano surrender. He puts up no fight, even encourages deputies to check his room for weapons.
3: Uh, I mean, I have my,
0: my like duffel bag and whatnot in there if you guys want
11: to check that. will yeah, be up to him in to talk to After he was.
0: And the only reason he's so confident is because he knows that they're not going to find the murder weapon.
11: Taken into custody, Amado was questioned and eventually charged with three counts of first degree murder.
0: Holy shit. Holy. All this over some webcam girl that doesn't even like him. Incredible. (laughs) Doesn't even like something out of the
4: ordinary that you would have seen. If you pass that, you pass something out of the ordinary. What was it?
3: I saw like a news van and then uh I don't think there, there might have been like a cop car there. There was like
4: traffic being human right. nature, human nature. What do people do when I go back to my old neighborhood? And I've lived a couple of places in central Florida in the 23 years up in here. I see something major going on. I get on my phone. I get on my computer. So I, look, what, I wonder what happened in my neighborhood and look. Did
10: so that even spark your attention? I was, there's, I a was,
4: digit, there's a digital footprint of, of what where I went. On my phone. It's right here phone. They can tell me I looked I looked at these maps on my phone because it's on there. Right. The memory's there. You can't delete it. You can't. You came back to the neighborhood. You saw some things that are really out of the ordinary. Right. And I don't believe for a second that you thought that I'm not gonna look what's going on. What happened to my neighborhood?
3: I, I I mean I didn't search it up on anything on any of the devices that I have. Did you search it somewhere else? On, uh, when I had gone to the Panera, I searched for, like, Top Stories, Oviedo or Julio. Stop the cap. Or something like that. I found what? And then I saw that there was, uh, it was, like, just the initial, like, it had, like, a video, but I didn't, I didn't listen to the video, but it had just an initial saying of that there was shootings in Salt and Circle. But it didn't say like the address or who was involved it was just like the, this is the preliminary was that one of the
4: news stations um well,
3: what,
4: what was it? what was it? what was the site you searched
3: i can't i honestly can't remember and it, you, and i we, think it was not the cow
4: it was one of the washes but and again. you saw the story because we've seen the same stories you've seen the story because there's a thing that will tell me how long of the of the time you spent on that right you saw what happened yeah, I was on there for like 20 seconds. Well, what
5: was your thoughts when you reviewed this story?
3: I was freaking out, and I like, I didn't, I was just like blank. I didn't know what to do.
0: You guys are going in on his hair, bro. It's the Dollar Store Ginobili, <laughs> sunroof up there. <laughs>
2: he changes a story within that clip alone. He claims that he saw a news van in his neighborhood, but that he didn't search for what happened. Then he immediately says he did search, but he didn't read the story. He was freaking out about it, but spent more than two hours at the sheriff's office and never brought it up. They finally tell him his family is dead. They ask him what he thought happened in the home.
10: So if anything happened in the home to bring law enforcement there, what would you think happened?
3: That there was
0: a shooting.
10: Between whom?
0: I don't know. Uh, Stop the cap! How did you know it's a shooting?
3: Between Cody and, and my dad.
11: And why would you think that?
3: To protect me, or to help me, or to do something with me?
2: Grant told us a- what?
0: What are you talking about, bro? This just goes to show, like the incredible lack of disregard. Like, what are you talking about, man? to protect you from what from paying money and whacking off to some Bulgarian like no you've already exhausted those options man guys do me a favor by the way quick little thing you know we'll do a quick super chat break um we got 1400 plus y'all in here can you guys do me a quick favor like the video get this thing to 1000 likes man we got 808 likes right now 1400 plus watching on youtube another one or 200 watching on uh twitch um let me hit some of these real quick uh we got here Fresh as dog, he could have gotten 20 tra- hair transplants with all the money he gave to that 304. Facts, mm-hmm. he actually could have. Um, yeah, hair transplant is about 10
1: himself Like, what uh, King fuck? Life,
0: Mega Mine out here tripping. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Someone uh, said
1: that he's white, Myron. <laughs> i <I'm> dying.
0: <laughs> he's what? He's white, Myron. Uh, because the way he sounds, yeah, I saw that too. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Uh, we got here, um. Uh, Gina goes, sorry I missed the poll earlier. I um it answered my question. Great episode, and Angie is a great sidekick. Yay! Yeah, Angie, Angie does her research, man. She helps out. Um, she's the one that actually suggested this case. And then I looked back and I saw so many of you guys had wanted this. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Uh sean goes, Angelica sounds like chick from fifth element. Yeah, I know her English sucks.
1: I haven't seen that that movie though. I'll watch it.
0: What what's the what's the movie about?
1: It's getting better, I think. no
0: Man's was down. Horrendous major (laughs) L. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) The enigmatic one. I agree with you. He was down. This is a horrendous L. Gina, thank you for your breakdowns. They are very entertaining and educational. Uh, Could you consider doing a breakdown of the Travis Alexander murder? Jody Arias trial. I think it would be very interesting to hear your breakdown. We'll Uh, be doing
1: that one. You want to hear
0: Go ahead, actually. And you want to tell them about Jody Arias real fast. Yes. That's that's your favorite one. Go ahead.
1: Yes it is my favorite uh we were gonna do it but we're gonna do it next week so you guys stay tuned
0: uh plumber mike love fed it appreciate that my friend uh and then we got here i think it might caught up here and then we got um storm hunter i like your coast energy and work ethic w duo yes yeah angie definitely does research these cases for you guys so shout out to her um and she actually brings good points i didn't know that they had like a whole simp squad community i didn't know that yes a community Um, Homie was given money to Top G. <laughs> <laughs> Haram! Yeah, yeah. Andrew did talk about this, how like a lot of these guys are addicted to the webcam girls. And they're addicted, like I said, not to the sexuality so much as to the attention of someone talking to them. New Haven and La, La Casa. Yeah, shout out to you, Jerome. New Haven in the house. And then we got, um, this is how Myron being interrogated in 304s on After Hours. Big facts, my friend. You got you to gotta get them to the logical, <laughs> like to see the, the, like how their story doesn't make sense. Dave's not here, man. Uh, 50 bucks. Hey, Marion, have you thought of doing a video on Rafael Perez, aka real life Alonzo Harris, or is it too similar to your Operation Shattered Shield video? Keep doing what you're doing. Can you research that real quick? If I'm not mistaken, that's the guy that Rafael did. Rafael Perez? Uh, yeah. Uh, Rafael Perez, aka real life Alonzo Harris.
1: Alonzo Harris? If
0: I'm not mistaken, that is who they made the movie Training Day on. I think that's who training that is. Day? Training, day. Should, train day? No, train, training, training Day? Training Day. Training Day? No, Training Day. It's an old day? movie from uh, back in the day with uh, Denzel Washington. Very good movie. When you'll be oh. covering the whole Tyree Nichols case and investigation, I'll cover it. Um, I I foresee that there's going to be federal charges as well on that.
1: Yes, it's this one with Denzel Washington. Yeah, I know it.
0: there you go, Alonzo Harris. Yeah, okay, that is what they wanted. Uh, thank you, Mar, for what you do. Coming from a former NYC corrections officer, all the females hate me for thinking like you. Hey, bro, it is what it is. Uh, hashtag Why yeah, We Deserve happens. Less. <laughs> uh, M. Hersi, uh, Salam Aki, shout out to us, uh from Australian brother. Keep doing the work you do. Thank you, appreciate it, man. Uh, and guys, if you see me out on the street, whatever, come up to me, man. Shake my hand. A lot of you guys, I'll see you guys staring or whatever. And I sometimes I got to say, hey, What's up, man? And they're like, Oh, yeah, I watch your podcast. I'm just scared to come up to you guys. If you see me out on the street, come up to you, say what's up. Um, I, I i always talk to people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Angie's been out there with me. Yeah, uh,
1: Myron is nice to people, except women.
0: Exactly, because they deserve less. Uh, <laughs> North island would shoot is out hella crazy. Uh, okay. I think we're caught up here then, uh, with the chats. Um, I mean, girls come up to me, too, sometimes for the show. Not as often, obviously, but I'll say what's up to y'all as well. I'm just kidding about being mean to girls. Um, and, guys, real quick, uh, like, remember, guys, I teach you guys to not be simps. If a girl treats you well, treat her well back, you know, except if her name's Angie. Uh, Michael struck $1. Psst, I appreciate that. A lot. Uh And I think that's it, right? We're caught up. Okay, cool. Back to the documentary. Guys, uh, thank you for being patient. Also, like I said before, we got 800, uh, 1,400 guys watching the show right now. Do me a favor, please like the video. Uh, get me to one thousand likes, man. And I'll be very happy. Uh, only that's like another hundred plus likes, and we'll be good. All right, let's keep going. And <laughs> you got anything before I keep playing this thing?
1: No, I'm just reading the, the chat, chats? man. Like <laughs> these guys.
0: Yeah.
2: Authorities multiple times up until this point that Cody told him, "quote He would take care of it." End quote. Grant staged the scene and then tried to plant the seed that Cody was going to kill their parents to protect him. They tell him that they know that Cody didn't shoot anybody. The evidence shows that nobody in the house fired a weapon.
4: She she never she never held a gun. She didn't have a gun that night. In fact. He never fired a gun. In fact. He never fired a gun. She never
0: did. All right. This is the confrontation phase, guys. When you so you you know you do your small talk right in the interview, right? You do your small talk, you build rapport, read them the rights. You have the rights, sir, man. silent, blah blah blah. Then you kind of go into get their side of the story, right? And the reason why you get their side of the story uninterrupted is to get, you know, you start to see all the illogical fallacies, the lies, etc. Because you already know all the facts in your head by the time you sit in that interview room talking to them. Then, once they tell you their story and it doesn't make sense, you confront them with the actual evidence, which is what the detective is doing right now at this moment. Hey. We know that, you know, you're the one that shot them. We know that there wasn't any type of residue on Cody's hands. We know that he didn't commit self-deletion, so to speak. So that's what he's confronting him with right now. And how they react to this typically is very indicative of their innocence or guilt.
4: This is the person right here, mom, who always stuck up for you. Something happened so bad that caused her death, your dad's death and cody and I'll, I'll tell you just about how it happened one two three based on evidence based on evidence i know he did not shoot your mom i know he didn't shoot your dad i know he didn't shoot himself and i know from from video surveillance camera in the neighborhood nobody else came to that house yep, I, stopped the I know i know i can account stop the count. for everybody that went to the house I know so tell us what happened. I know it. Listen to me, hey. I know. Video surveillance tells me everything that happened this night. I'm
11: gotcha, bitch.
4: Telling you, of people that, that you'd be surprised who in your neighborhood has video. And I know that no, but there's only four people at this house during this time. One, two, three, four.
2: They try to get him to confess, but he maintains his innocence. They take a little break, and when they come back, Grant's story has changed some more. Now Grant said that he was still home when Cody got home from work and that Cody began arguing with their father. It didn't help because Grant still had to leave.
11: And then so is it true that you still met Cody up the block or was that... No, no. So you didn't
10: meet him up the no. block?
0: <laughs> Three Diggles goes, hand on shoulder, yeah, he fucked.
10: <laughs> so why did you tell us that?
3: I don't
2: know. I don't know. I was talking to detectives about a very specific part of my day, and I just made a bunch of it up. Why the hell not? Grant's clothes are taken to be analyzed by forensics, and he's given some other clothes to wear. He asked to talk to his older brother, Jason, and Jason came down to the sheriff's office to talk to him. I, I'm sorry. I,
0: I don't I don't believe you. All right, so this is going to be a very interesting exchange between uh, man bun brother and bald brother. Okay, let's get into it. Guys, do me a favor. Like the video. We got 911 likes. Get uh, 90 more or 89 more and we'll be at 1,000.
9: And I probably will have resentment for the rest of my life whether you did it or you didn't do it. But I need closure. I need to know what
4: happened to my mother, my father, and my brother Cody.
0: And this is something as well, guys, that detectives employ where they'll bring a family member in to uh, ask questions of the accused. Um, this actually ended up happening on the Chris Watts case. Uh, and you remember that one?
1: Yeah. That course. we watched?
0: Um, and they're able to get that information out of the individual from a trusted family member a lot of the times. So I think that was what the strategy was in this situation. But your boy uh, Grant, uh, he's he standing tall.
9: Because I wasn't there to fucking help. And that hurts me. That hurts me
0: a lot, man. Okay, they want to know about the Chris Watts case. Uh, we will be covering the Chris Watts case, guys. Um, Angie, did you uh take notes on that one as uh, uh as much?
1: I didn't take notes on that one. No. Okay. No, but we did watch the documentary. So yeah, we'll, we're, we're familiar covered. with
0: it, and we're going to do it for you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, that was that one is Definitely. also on the list. So, all right, real quick. Um, we're gonna. Well, let, here's what's up on the list. We got Jody Arias probably next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do Chris Watts for y'all. I'll probably do the Las Vegas, not the Vegas the um l a shooting well, bank robbery for y'all as well. And then uh, I'm gonna do a documentary reaction for you guys, probably uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow to re- to release for you guys on Thursday because, as you guys know, I'm gonna be in Columbia. So uh, yeah, I'll think of a documentary breakdown to do. Maybe we'll do the the um the bank robbery. Or Chris Watts. We can one create
1: the a, a dynamic of the, the cases that the guys want to watch. I, I have a list, actually. Haven't, yeah. I haven't told you. I have a list of cases that we can cover. Okay. So you can drop it, I don't know, in YouTube or anything. So they can, like, decide which one they will want to see.
0: Okay. All right. So what well, this is what I'll do. After this episode, I will go ahead and take the list, case, uh, list uh, case list that Angie has. And I'll put it for y'all in the poll section. You guys tell me what you guys want. Okay, Um, and then in the meantime, uh, don't worry about Young Dolph. I still got the Young Dolph one, guys. It's coming. I know it's been forever, but there's arrests that are still being processed and people going to court and everything else like that. I'll get with Christina about the Young Dolph case. Uh, But, yeah, we got a bunch of them for y'all. They said in the chat, Lace of Cases, making fun of your (laughs) accent.
9: I may not have been able to stop you. You probably may have hurt me, too. But at least I would have known what happened. And now I'm in fucking who knows what now. I'm lost. And it scares me that you want to leave here and not face what happened. Because you're putting my life at risk. And you're putting Donna's life at risk. Grandma's life. How do we know what you're going to do?
2: Clearly, Grant hasn't fooled him. The sheriffs put Grant up at a different hotel since his room at the Doubletree has been searched and his property has been seized. In the room, they found a pair of gloves that tested positive for gunshot residue on the outside. They find the information on his tablet that he had purchased more tokens with Cody's debit card in order to talk to Sylvie, the same card that Grant claimed that Cody gave him, but it's clear that Grant took it from his brother after he shot him in the face.
0: Bro, holy man! Hello, Ivan. He killed his brother, and then you guys can see after his brother was dead, he bought more tokens.
2: When they searched
0: to talk to the Bulgarian girl,
2: Grant's computer, they found pictures of credit cards that belonged to his parents, his grandparents, an uncle, and one of his cousins. He was willing to steal from anybody in order to talk to a woman that he thought was having a personal relationship with him. People don't make you pay to talk to them when they really want to have a personal relationship with you. The search of his computer also included logs that a USB drive had been plugged in at 11.32 p.m. on January 24th and unplugged at 12.27 a.m. on January 25th. They showed that Chad's iPhone had been plugged into Grant's computer at 11.39 p.m. on January 24th. It was unable to connect to the computer because it would have needed prior permission, so it was unplugged. Then the phone was placed into recovery mode and plugged back into the computer at eleven forty-three p.m. the same night. There had been a search history on Grant's tab. Holy shit.
0: They said Angelica got a hand tattoo. Para las calles,
1: para las calles <laughs> to the streets. Tablet <laughs>
2: about how to unlock an iPhone. The logs of Chad's iPhone showed that the USAA bank app had been unlocked using a fingerprint at 12.08 a.m. on January 25th.
0: This is about to get crazy, guys.
2: The defense actually brought this up, thinking it was a way to show that Chad could have still been alive after investigators theorized that they had been killed.
0: Uh nope you guys are about to see an evidence that was not true
2: i think what they really showed was that grant had pressed his dead father's finger against the phone so he could log into his bank app one thing that investigated
0: holy <laughs> this dude was on demon time for real man That's- dead dad takes his finger and you guys can look at the crime scene photos you'll see that one of his fingers is clean right and that was back then, right? You still had you don't have face identification to the same degree that you have now in 2023. But he used his finger to open the phone and open his That's USA another A- level bank. of fucked
1: up. Yeah. Seriously.
2: Seriously, dude. Holy. ...didn't find was any evidence that Grant looked up news about what had happened in his neighborhood. One of the only things he said that was true was that he didn't look up the news after seeing the news van in his neighborhood. He only said he did because he thought it would make him seem less guilty. Investigators found a note in Grant's car that read as if Cody had written it. It said, Grant, I'll take care of all your problems. I just need you back. I can't live without you.
0: I- Bro, what? Stop the cow.
2: Said I'd take care of all your problems at the house, and I have. No one will bother you again regarding this. Just please come home.
0: Abdul, get the rocks! Hello, ALAWAKBAR!
2: I can't take this again if you think I'm part of the problem here, then I've really lost you and I can't take that loss after everything. When investigators asked Grant about the note, he claimed that he had written the note to memorialize what Cody had said to him the last time they talked. He was trying to make it sound like Cody had taken care of his problems, aka killed his parents, and that he couldn't do it again, aka killed himself. Authorities never found the gun that actually fired the bullets that killed the Amados. But not long before the trial began, Blake Turpin, a friend of Grant and Cody's, made a discovery.
12: In the end of May, I stopped a full-time position and was taking a little sabbatical doing contract work. A couple weeks in, I got antsy and started doing some spring cleaning. Um, I went into the closet and was getting rid of some older stuff and... uh, when I picked up the gun boxes, I noticed that one was significantly, significantly lighter than it should be. Um, I opened it up and noticed the firearm and one of the two magazines it came with were missing.
0: Like the video guys, we got 960 likes, 40 more likes, help us get 1,000.
6: Now, did you happen to notice that any ammunition was missing? Uh, I
12: did, as I continued to go through the closet, um, I noticed the basket. um, Like I said, when you buy range ammo, it tends to, you know, do bulk. So usually I buy 1,000 rounds, and they come in little sealed bags. Um, One of those bags had been kind of picked open, um, and I went through and double-checked, and there were 94 out of the 100 rounds still in the bag. Um, I checked the whole closet, moved the shelf under it didn't see anything lying on the floor.
6: Just so we're clear, the bags themselves, they're not like Ziploc, are they Ziploc bags?
12: No, no, they're kind of like heat sealed, closed.
6: In order to open it, you actually have to tear the? Correct. And uh, throughout your years and times you've been shooting, uh, have you ever yourself uh, tore a bag open partially like that and taken out just a handful of bullets?
12: No, the ammo that I buy that comes in those bags is, like I said, just cheap, ranged, repackaged ammo. Um, So when I go to the range, I would take the little ammo can, which is, you know, the little bucket. And if I needed to put more, I'd open the bag, dump the whole thing in. Um, I do have a concealed carry gun, but I don't load it with the range ammo. I have a different, um, nicer bullet that goes in that one.
0: He doesn't want to say that they're uh, hollow points. He had discovered that the gun and
2: ammo was missing at about 10 p.m. and reported it to the police the following morning. When authorities learned of the missing gun, they questioned Blake. And he said that only one person had been alone in his bedroom recently.
12: When we came back from dinner, um, we had gone out to a uh, Japanese restaurant. um, And uh, on the way back, uh, Jericho and uh, Grant both had indicated they needed to use the restroom. Jericho needed to do something a little more substantial, so I asked him to use the hallway bathroom. Um, Grant, I told him he
0: could go on back to Fancy way of saying that he needed to take a dump. He needed to do something a little (laughs) bit more substantial.
12: (laughs) My room and use the restroom. So,
6: where is the restroom in relation to your room and closet in your home?
12: Yep, Uh, if you walk in the door to my room, it's essentially, it's just a square. It's the front left corner. If you would turn right immediately, the next thing you'd find is the closet door and just past that is the
6: bathroom. So in order to go to the bathroom, one would have to enter your room? Correct. Where was the Jericho 9mm stored in your closet? Uh,
12: Again, on the shelving unit I have up there, I have um, three- And
0: guys, keep in mind, the Jericho was the firearm, is the name of the firearm.
12: Three different gun boxes, and it would be inside of the box that it came in.
6: Now, uh, how long can you estimate that uh, the defendant was up in the area of your room?
12: Um, I would say no more than 10 minutes. I was uh, playing the game out front with Cody.
6: And to your knowledge, was anyone else uh, up in your room other than Grant, other than Mr. Amato?
12: No, that's pretty rare. I don't usually send people back there. Um, I also have a pit bull um, and I tend to keep my door shut when he's, uh, when we're home and when I'm not home um, because I don't like him in there crawling around on the bed.
2: It's believed that Grant saw an opportunity to take a gun from Blake's closet and that's the gun that he used to kill his family. That gun has never been recovered.
0: During the which is why he was so confident and told him, yo, you guys could go ahead and search my hotel room.
2: Trial, one of the Amato's neighbors, Jennifer Sawyer, said that sometime on the night of January 24th, at maybe 8.30 or 9.30 p.m., she heard gunshots. She said she didn't remember exactly how many, but it was less than five. She said she brought it up to her husband, but he didn't hear the shots and he just shrugged it off. It wasn't unusual to hear gunshots since they lived in a fairly rural area. It's believed that the shots that Jennifer heard were when Grant took Cody's gun outside and fired four rounds to collect the shell casings. She wouldn't have heard four rounds altogether when the family was killed because they were all killed some time apart. Now, I wondered why Grant would fire Cody's gun and swap out the shell casings instead of just using Cody's gun to commit the murders. And the only two reasons I can come up with are that Cody had his gun with him, so it wasn't available until he got home, or that Grant was just really dumb. Both options seem equally as likely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think Grant, uh, just quite frankly in this case, you stupid, because he tried to cover up the crime, but did a terrible job at it. He attempted, but really didn't do any due diligence or understands how firearms forensics work.
1: Guys, now that I remember, Another... um, go ahead. Uh, Cody's girlfriend told the police, I should have said this earlier, but uh, Cody's girlfriend told the police that he said to her that he thought that this guy, Grant, was going to kill his whole family. So there you go.
0: Oh, wait. Code...
1: Cody's girlfriend, like the guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah that guy friend. killed. Yeah.
0: His girl predicted this?
1: Yes. No. Uh, Cody told her that he thought Grant would do it? Yeah.
0: Wow. Was that brought up in the trial? I don't know. You don't know? That's crazy, man. So even the brother knew that this guy was gonna do it.
2: Another neighbor who supposedly heard gunshots was Rodney Funk. The defense called him to the stand to testify that he heard gunshots the following morning, but it was a complete clusterfuck. When the defense asked him if he heard gunshots the morning of January 25th, he said no. When they asked him if he heard a popping sound, he said yes. It turned into a bit of an argument between Rodney and the lawyer who claimed his police report said he heard gunshots.
0: He co- hey, just so you guys know, this is an L for the defense, by the way, because, yo, you're thinking he's going to be able to go in there and confirm and give your, you know, your defendant a little bit of wiggle room. And he ends up saying, oh, no, it just sounded like popping sounds, which could be anything
2: corrected the defense that he said he heard three popping noises at about nine o'clock in the morning, and he told police that they could have been gunshots, but he didn't hear gunshots. He heard popping noises. Because he, he did knows confirm that the popping saw. noises came. What
0: was that, Angie? Go ahead.
1: Because he knows how gunshots sound, like.
0: Exactly.
2: From the direction of the Amado residence. The prosecutor cleared things up pretty quickly.
4: What, what level or degree? of of certainty are you that what you heard were gunshots? Do you know what I'm asking? If you have like a, like a scale of one, you don't know what it is, and 10, you're absolutely certain it is, were gunshots, what level of certainty do you think you're at? there, there weren't gunshots, they were just
12: popping sounds. Now, what a gun sounds like inside a house being discharged, I have no idea, but it didn't sound like it just, it was just an, unusual hearing the popping sounds that early in the morning then later on noonish uh, uh, a friend called and said there was a homicide by your house then i'm trying to put two, two together
4: okay so so when you initially heard them you didn't think they were gunshots no sir
12: it was just unusual hearing those popping sounds that early in the morning could have been a hammer somebody working around on the property i have no idea
2: The problem with what Rodney heard was that it was supposed to be at around 9 o'clock in the morning. That was after Cody should have been at work, and it was about the same time that Deputy Moterson was at the Amato home doing a welfare check. Deputy Moterson said he banged on the door and pounded on the windows. Is it possible that Rodney heard Deputy Moterson trying to get the attention of the Amatos? It's much more likely than the Amatos being shot at 9 a.m. the morning of January 25th. To this day, Grant Amato maintains his innocence. So based on the claim that he left the house at about midnight, the prosecution describes what would have needed to happen in the house in order for the murders to not be carried out by Grant.
0: Let's say it's at midnight. All right, it's a pretty good summary here. So let's check this out because remember, guys, a lot of the times when you're presenting a case, right, like the YNW Melly case is like this. The reason why the state's case is so strong is they're able to take circumstantial evidence and paint it in a way where the circumstantial evidence, when stacked and working together, shows that no other situation could have happened. OK, and that's what the prosecutor is going to illustrate here.
6: For one or two or three or four or five or six, what does he find? He finds Margaret Amato sitting at her desk. We know she's sitting at her desk because dead bodies don't move on their own. Sitting at her desk. Not doing anything, not doing anything. Remember all that testimony about computers? The last time a human being touched that computer was 4.44 p.m., remember that? 4.44 p.m., so that means Margaret Amato had to have been sitting at that desk. Where am I at midnight? Six hours, just sitting there, doing nothing. Intruder walks in, pops her in the back of the head, puts a bullet hole right in the back of her head
2: now to play devil's advocate she could have done other things for six hours and then just happened to sit back down at her computer when she got killed i mean it's possible then
6: okay now dead bodies don't move themselves let's go to the next one chad the dad chad the dad's in the kitchen now let's talk about that
0: chad the dad
6: (laughs) somehow this intruder Kills Margaret, runs across the other side of the house to where Chad is still wearing the clothes he was wearing when he left work. Remember that video at CVS? He's wearing those jeans, the black shoes, the white shirt, excuse me, the white socks. And I think it was like a gray shirt or gray brown shirt, right? With his lunchbox by the floor. So sometime between midnight and 6 a.m., Chad, is standing in the kitchen with his head facing up up to the cabinet. We know his head is facing up, because if you remember the testimony from the medical examiner yesterday, she said the, t- the trajectory from that bullet was down to up. So what does that inference? Well, he's probably going towards the cabinet, you know, putting stuff away. So he's standing with his head to the cabinet, his back to where the shooter is. The shooter comes all the way around the back side of the house, and by the way, Chad apparently can't hear, because he didn't hear the bullet ring out with his wife when she got shot. And bang, second shot of the knife, of this mystery knife. in the back of his head. He goes down. It may testify that that first shot wasn't necessarily fatal, he's still alive. And you can see- So he kills his- You don't mother, need forensics to see course. those fingers.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. Cause the dad comes in later in after, uh, comes back from work. And then you guys can see how the dad was struggling to live. In that blood.
6: Those are his hands. His hands were covered. And we'll talk about that later, too, because there was one finger that wasn't. But anyway, this intruder, then, second shot. Those
2: it's important to point out that the prosecutor says that Chad's hands were covered in blood except for one of his fingers. That was the finger that Grant used to unlock Chad's banking app. He picked up his dead father's hand, wiped the blood off one finger and pressed it against his phone. Why? So he could try to get more money to feed his addiction to a cam girl. Then,
6: hey, now, don't forget, there's three people in the house. So now somehow use your imagination. I mean, we're in the imaginary doubt section of my presentation. This intruder materializes immediately across that utility hallway and up against the wall parallel to where Cody Amato is just hanging out in the garage doorway, wearing the clothes and the badge and his backpack that he was wearing the night before. He was standing right there in that doorway. Shoots him in the face.
2: Then this random intruder finds Cody's gun, goes outside to shoot four rounds, collects the shell casings, and swaps them out for the shell casings from the murders. He also rolls Chad's body over and puts a holstered gun backwards on his belt and cleans off one of his
0: fingers? He does. Yeah, that's definitely a big, uh... Nope!
2: ...does all this and leaves the house without taking anything else. He doesn't take any firearms, no computers, no wallets, no video game systems, not Margaret's diamond wedding ring, nothing just kills three people, does some weird shit to the scene, and leaves. The other thing that I think points to Grant as the murderer is the chicken. Grant told detectives during his interview that his mother had taken some chicken out of the freezer to defrost for dinner before he was kicked out of the house. If he left the house and everything was fine, why was the chicken found on the counter by investigators the next day? Why didn't the chicken get cooked? put back or thrown away there's no reason for that chicken to have not been cooked if grant didn't kill his family members earlier in the day when authorities theorized he did the fact is that he killed his mother and father before dinner time which he said was usually around 7 p.m and he killed cody as soon as he walked in the door and because of it the chick
0: uh shout out to uh, malik allen he said this is definitely a florida man story if you guys want to have some fun Type in your birthday and then Florida man and Google and see what happens. And you'll see some crazy stuff going What's on that? in Florida, bro. You never tried that? Never played that game? No. It's called the Florida man game. Yeah. Type in your birthday.
1: Right now? Yeah.
0: Do Go ahead on Google. Yeah. Type in your birthday. Okay. And then Florida man and see what happens. <laughs> Probably some wild stuff happened.
1: Just my birthday, like all together?
0: Yeah, yeah. Whatever your birthday is. And then put um in Google and then Florida okay. man.
2: Stayed on the counter and never got cooked. Grant Amato was found guilty of three counts of first-degree premeditated murder. He was eligible for the death penalty, but the jury wasn't able to come to.
0: All right, so this is what happens. When Angie puts her birthday in. Uh, okay. Florida man found guilty in 2021 sexual battery armed. You, you should write it all out though, instead of putting put like. April 2nd, 1997, you weirdo. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. okay. L, L Angie.
1: Thanks for giving my birthday away.
0: Yeah, well, no one cares anyway.
2: To a <laughs> unanimous decision. The judge sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Of course, Grant Amato's defense lawyers have filed an appeal to the conviction, citing 10 little nitpicky complaints about decisions that the judge made during the trial. I haven't found any news of a decision by the District Court of Appeals, but the whole thing seems pretty weak. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help to come to a unanimous...
0: Look look at that Like, bro. You know, that face, man.
2: (laughs) decision. The judge sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Of course, Grant Amato's defense lawyers have filed an appeal to the conviction citing 10 little nitpicky complaints about decisions that the judge made during the trial. I haven't found any news of a decision by the District Court of Appeals, but the whole thing seems pretty weak. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Please call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at one 800 799 6
0: or in this case, if you have a crazy ass son that wants to be a simp, yeah, hit it hit up that hotline. Uh and then here we go here. So uh April 2nd, 1997, Florida man. Florida yeah. Man offers to lease a kidney. See? This uh, Florida man <laughs> offers uh 99 year lease on his extra kidney. Naked oh shenanigans, fuck? what Florida Man did on your birthday. Yeah. So there's always crazy stuff going on in Florida, as y'all can see. Um, all right, Angie, last thoughts on this bad boy?
1: No. Guys like the
0: video, sixteen hundred plus y'all on here.
1: I mean. What can we say about this guy? Uh, I believe like all serial should be friends, though.
0: Oh, like you'll see
1: next week, Jody Arias, and I'm going to say it right here because you, I know for a fact that you guys are going to say it in the chats. Jody Arias and Casey Anthony, if they will have met, best friends.
0: Facts. This, this girl... guy?
1: Well, I don't know. If I, is th-
0: I think Jody is crazier than Casey. I think uh, Jody is crazier, crazier than Casey Anthony.
1: So Jody knew about Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony didn't know about Jody ah yodi Well, jody yes jody (laughs) okay but um it's it's crazy it's crazy they should have been friends if they have met they should they probably will have been friends
8: i'm sure enough
0: um so guys i hope you guys enjoyed that one man um gave you almost two hours of content there um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead, uh, get some food <laughs> and then we're going to probably film a documentary reaction for you guys maybe later tonight but, or tomorrow, but we're going to make sure we get it out for you guys on Thursday while I'm in Colombia. Um, Angie, where can the people find you?
1: Um, yeah, my, my Instagram is so angelica. I'm going to post it again here in the chat. It's so angelica with two A's at the end. How do you say Jody? Jody. Okay. Jody. How, yeah. how do I say it? Is you it said like Jody that? earlier. Okay.
0: Yeah. You said Jody. Like Joda. Yeah. With right. the Yim or yeah the,
1: i don't say jim though
0: you know what do you say jim oh you, man you capping now you, you, the gym. uh all right guys <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed that one man uh go ahead and send a dick pic to angelica when she set, puts don't. her instagram up i'll catch you guys uh for tomorrow fresher fit we got uh chris <laughs> C- con coming cena
1: says that's just crazy the <laughs> the is <bitches of, laughs> jody and Casey Anthony, that's crazy.
0: Uh, Chris Codd coming tomorrow, guys, 7 p.m. And then uh, what we're going to do, it's going to be a virtual podcast. And then we're going to go ahead and have after hours for you guys in Columbia Tuesday. are going to have a couple after hours out there. It's going to be Liddy. Love y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Peace. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations. Okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what FedEx covers. Dr. Lafredo confirmed lacerations due to stepping on glass.